has got two today. Mac Jones to the back corner. Touchdown, Alabama. And it's Devontae Smith. Welcome to All Four Downs Podcast. I'm your host, Ovi Muniz, filling in for Joe Aguirre, who couldn't be with us today. But standing by, I have the rest of the cast with Big J's and Sean Scanlon. Today's focus really is about the NFL draft results, all the rookies who soon will be going into training camp, getting ready for the new season of the NFL. We notice that the schedules are out. Football is going to happen, but which rookies will make a big impact within their organization? And we're going to start with the NFC East, which is the main focus. We have the Washington football team, who are the NFC East champs, then followed by the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, and of course, I hate them the most, is the Philadelphia Eagles right now. But hey, you know, take it from me. Yeah, of course, I'm a Giants fan. I ain't the only one, though, because I'm calling out Big J's here and Sean Scanlon. You know, we could be biased and everything else, right? But uh, in the seriousness, though, um, the NFC East is, is considered the worst division of the NFL. And, and the big question that uh, people are asking with these rookies coming in, is this is this it? Is this the end of the NFC East being buried as the worst division in the NFL? And Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, I think it's it's definitely going to take a turn in the right direction. I think there's some uh, divisions that are probably in a worse spot with teams like uh, the AFC South. You got the Texans and the Jags. So I think it's definitely going to be much more competitive this year. I think the NFC champion will definitely have a better than 500 record. I. I Hopefully, at least, and I, I think that there will be at least a, at least two teams with over 500 records. I think that uh, these teams are definitely taking a turn in the right direction. Washington has a great defense; they just got to find a quarterback. Giants are turning around. Uh, the Cowboys will get Dak back, and the Eagles are a big question mark, but they they still have some talent on their team. So, uh, I believe that the NFC East is uh, definitely headed in the right direction. Hey, Big Jace, you know we were most of us below 500. People are just teasing us. I mean, the whole entire division, especially the New York Giants, where it's, they were at least hopeful, you know. But overall, do you see a big turnaround this season for the NFC East in general? 
Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, not only I love what all four teams did in the draft, but also free agency. Everyone did what they had to do uh, as far as that goes. Dallas, their big thing, getting Dak Prescott, uh, his contract. Giants bringing in Kenny Galladay and other weapons. And then uh, Washington getting a, a quarterback that can show that he can play for them in Ryan Fitzpatrick and also the Curtis Samuel signing. And all these teams – and Sean mentioned Eagles are the big question mark, but they did what they had to do in the draft to get that number one wide receiver. So I think every team on this, this offseason in the NFC East took a step forward. So I do expect improvement all around. All right. And, and let's take a look at the NFC East real quick uh, as we get started here. Uh, the Washington football team made some pretty pretty interesting picks there. They had the number one draft pick of uh, 19th pick overall, uh, Jamin uh, Davis. He is from Kentucky. So they started with the linebacker. Uh, they also picked up Samuel Cosby, who was the offensive tackle from Texas. Benjamin said juice from Minnesota, a great cornerback uh, who did very well this offseason, uh, excuse me, the last season. And Dynami Brown, he's a wide receiver from North Carolina. But they also stacked, especially in the seventh round, where they picked up three more picks. So their, their, their picks were really pretty much diverse between uh, linebackers, cornerbacks, and wide receivers. Uh, so it's pretty interesting to see for the Washington football team. And also, I mean, the quarterback uh, situation there. I know you mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick, but look, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick there uh, in that team, I mean, this guy, he is not an actual starter, man. Like, he'll get you that first four or five weeks, and then all of a sudden he is the interception guy. Um, how do you feel well with the Washington football team here, Jace? Uh, I, I like what they did. I, I think it's pretty obvious they're trying to have their defense win them games. And they aren't – and. Because, I mean, that D-line last year was really, really good. And just the additional pieces they added in the draft. I, I think they're really trying to hold their hat on a strong defense. And I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is serviceable enough to get get through games if you have a defense that's really stout. But um, I, I don't know if that defense can be at that upper echelon. So I, I still think there are a lot of question marks. And a quarterback is something – they didn't address in this draft, but it will be something down the road, it, whether it's next year in the offseason or in the next draft. They they are going to need a quarterback for the future because Ryan Fitzpatrick's too old for that. Watch the football team had a chance to get a, a, a quarterback, and and they failed to do that. And this was, this was the perfect opportunity for them. I know they didn't do well with Dwayne Haskins, you know, uh, but that was a bad pick in there. But this draft, I mean, any quarterback that you choose was worthwhile better than than Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Sean, uh, we'll, we'll move over to the New York Giants here. And I know Jay's got plenty of it, as you two have joined about the G-Men. You guys talked about it a lot on your podcast. Uh, but in a quick review, we had Kadarius Toney, uh, the wide receiver with overall pick number 20, first round, Aziz. Ajulari, Aaron Robinson, Ellerson Smith, Gary Brightwell, a running back from Arizona. And then they ended it in the sixth round with Rodarius Williams, cornerback from Oklahoma State. Um, how's that fit in with, with, with the picks they made 
could the Giants benefit and do a lot better what they have right now? I think they absolutely can. I think that Kadarius Tony, uh, they obviously got Kenny Galladay in the offseason, but Kadarius Tony gives you a guy who is really versatile. He's not just a receiver. He can come out of the backfield. He plays in the slot and outside. And the ability to get back to number 20 and get an extra first-round pick for next year, I think that's the huge story for the Giants this year is uh, Dave Gittleman's uh, reluctance in the past to trade back, but this year he finally does it. So he he grabs an extra first-round pick, a third-round pick, and a fourth-round pick. So uh, just stacking up that draft capital I think was huge. And then on top of that, getting two players that will contribute right away with him and uh, Aziz Ojolari, who was might be the best overall pass rusher uh, in this draft. And obviously the Giants need help there. They they don't have that number one pass rusher. So to get him at number 50, I, I think was tremendous value. So I think these guys will all step in right away. And Aaron Robertson, the, the third round pick. Uh, I think the Giants, they're, they're obviously good in the secondary, but you can never have enough good players there. He could play in the slot and outside. So he's definitely going to contribute right away as well. So I think overall it was a, a great draft for the Giants, not just what they got this year, but also the the draft picks that they stocked up um, coming next year. Any player that comes from Georgia going to the Giants is always the best. So I'm not worried about that, man. That was a great <laughs> pick. Great pick. Uh, but Jay's is smiling over there because I know he had plenty to say on that one. Uh, do you agree with Sean? Yeah, I love what the Giants did. Uh, one thing uh, Sean didn't mention, all these guys – besides Rodarius Williams, all have special teams experience in some way. And I think the, the real – a real big thing last season, a real big moment for me that made me – because I pick the Giants to win every week and I have faith in them. But a real big moment for me last year was when they get, gave up a special teams touchdown to the Bengals. And I'm like, that's the moment where I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what's going on. Something's up here. And to get guys who have special team experience, to get them to come in and make an impact on special teams because special teams so underrated. You, you got to take care of the football whenever you can. Absolutely. We got some comments from Jared Jones. Uh, I think we're supposed to say it, Dwayne Hot Football Team. Uh, yeah, guy. <laughs> I know what you're saying about Dwayne Haskins, man. But uh, I think that was your 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 favorite player, right, Jones? I'm sure you wanted him to be with the Dallas Cowboys. So, <laughs> but anyways, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys here. Uh, let me see. Here we go. Here we go. Voila. Here we go. Dallas Cowboys made a lot of picks. Um, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Total of eleven picks. So they were pretty busy. And we start off with Mika Parsons the linebacker from Penn State. He was my favorite, and I was surprised that the New York Giants didn't pick him up. But they also went with Kelvin Joseph, the cornerback. Uh, and then there was plenty of defensive players. I mean, they stacked up pretty well. They had a total of eight, eight defensive players in that team. So they were really focused more on defense for the Dallas Cowboys, which that was their weakness, you know, but – you know, these guys are all rookies, man. Could they make a a, a great impact in there, Chase? Uh, I do think a guy like Mika Parsons, I think, has the ability to come in and make an impact right off the bat. But I do – there's so there was so many holes in this defense last year. And he, just having to show so that itself back together again, 
and then having to bring in all these new pieces. I do think it's going to take time. I, I don't think they're going to come out and be an elite defense. But uh, I, I do think I like these picks, and they can fill some holes that the, the Cowboys defense has. All right. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, which is the biggest, biggest talk in the NFL draft, at least for the, the Giants side of the house, which I call them the biggest cock blocker there is in, in, in football history, how they ended the season uh, purposely losing their game so that the Giants didn't make the playoffs. And then they get the trade, no other than with the Dallas Cowboys, just to get Devontae Smith, man. But, Sean, I'll let you I'll let you have this one, man. Did the Philadelphia Eagles do what they had to do to be better than the Giants? Um, yeah, I mean, they I don't know about better than the Giants, uh, but I, I think that they definitely took a step in the right direction. I mean, they needed a number one receiver uh, for the longest time now. The Eagles just haven't been able to draft receivers. They brought some in in free agency that have, have been okay, but uh, the ability to get a number one receiver was obviously the biggest question mark. I think they got that done. Uh, I would have liked to see them, you know, add a player in the secondary because I think aside from Darius Slay, they're pretty bad there. But uh, to get a guy like Landon Dickerson, though, in the second round, I, I think was a great pick. He obviously had the season-ending injury at Alabama last year. I think that pushed him down the board a little bit. But they, they can obviously use some help there. They have some older guys in the interior offensive line like uh, Jason Kelsey and Brandon Brooks. So I think a young player like him could definitely step in and, and help uh, Jalen Hurts right away. Because I think that's what this offseason was about, was trying to find guys to help out Jalen Hurts, whether it be on the offensive line protecting him or guys to throw to. So I think they definitely addressed that. And uh, the their third-round pick, Milton Williams, was is a solid pickup. Uh, you know, Fletcher Cox is another aging veteran on that team. So I think they just have to, you know, try and restock and reload there. So the Eagles, they they got a little bit better. I'm, I, I still think they're the weakest team uh, in the NFC East, but they definitely addressed some question marks in this draft. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, they're trying to stack Alabama players because of Jalen Hurst. Um, I feel like that's an issue uh, because you cannot build a Nick Saban program within the Philadelphia Eagles organization. Uh, so this ain't Philadelphia Crimson Tide. This is Philadelphia Eagles. And I feel like something bad is going to happen over there. But I'm hoping that whatever it is, it doesn't matter, that my New York Giants will finish in first place and move on to the Super Bowl. It's a big wish, but it can happen. It can happen. So we're going to stick with this real quick. We'll have some questions here. And the very first one is, which player will have an immediate impact at the start of the season? So for all the rookies that have been drafted, okay, one of them is going to have a big impact. Who do you think, Sean? Um, I, I was contemplating some answers here, but, uh, I'm going to go with Washington football team's first round pick, uh, Jameen Davis. I just think that he's an excellent linebacker, especially in coverage, but I think that, you know, his sideline to sideline speed is great. And especially with that D line up front that could eat up blockers. Uh, I think that he's going to have just so much room to make plays and, uh, you know, obviously get around because the, the D line is eating up the blockers up front. So I think he's going to have free ball game to go around and make some plays. And I think he's just going to bring that defense to another level. So I, in terms of an, an immediate impact, I'm not sure he'll be the best player out of the uh, the teams that in the NFC East from this draft, but I think he he will have the uh, biggest immediate impact uh, from week one. All right. Jace, who you have? Who you pick? Uh, there, there's one guy who I, I'll get to later that I think will have the biggest impact, but for this, I'm going to say Devontae Smith because 
the the Eagles for so long have needed that number one wide receiver, and he is the Heisman. He is like I, I don't understand how he dropped all the way to the third wide receiver off the board. Heisman, what he he's been the best wide receiver in a phenomenal wide receiver core at Alabama. So I think he will come in and make an immediate and and help the Eagles uh, as much as he can and do a lot that the Eagles did not have in the past. Well, they picked, they thought that Chase is better than Devontae Smith, and Chase didn't. I mean, he didn't finish out the season with LSU, you know. And people say that he's a lot better than Devontae Smith. That could be that could be it. I mean, but no disrespect, they didn't have Mac Jones in LSU. They had him in Alabama, uh, and of course, Nick Saban knows how to utilize his players to the full potential. Um, but if, if you say Devontae Smith. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not sold on it yet. I mean, this is the NFL. This ain't like uh he's not Odell Beckham. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy has speed, he had all the tools. I don't compare him with Odell. I don't think there's not a player there yet that's compared to Odell, the biggest impact he had at the very first game of the season. Uh, but okay. Uh I respect that though. I do. Uh the next question is. Which team benefited in a draft that resulted in a winning season? So with that, and like I said, we all, all four teams had went below 500. With this draft, which team has a better impact to at least be above 500? Uh, Jace, I'll start with you on that one. It pains me to say this as a Giants fan, but I'm going to say the Cowboys. I, 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 I mean, their offense is – Really, really good, and they addressed question marks on that defense, and they got some solid defensive players. I don't. I think that offense itself is good enough to make it to make them a contender in the NFC East. But I think the additions on defense is what's going to put them above that five hundred mark. You said the offense is like awesome, right? And I know probably Dak Prescott will be back as a starter for the Dallas Cowboys. But when that when Dak was the quarterback before he got injured against the Giants, the Cowboys were one and three. Yeah. So I'm a little skeptical about the management, the coaching side of the house, because I don't think that they don't have the right head coach yet to push this team to be an elite. But I, I but you, you're right. They also I, had I, the best passing offense of all during that time, even though they were losing games. So yeah, exactly. They were losing games because of the head coach. That's that's my opinion. Um yeah, their defense going, going fourth down and long and your own inside your own 20. I mean, we're not playing John Madden on, on, on my Xbox or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> do do you agree, Sean, or do you have a different team? Uh, I have a different team, and I hate to be biased here, but someone who does have a great head coach is Joe Judge, uh, and I think that you know they were they were right there in some close games last year, and I think something that will bring them over the top is one a pass rusher who can get uh, to the quarter the opposing quarterback at end of games, and I think Aziz Ojolari will bring that. And two, I think that Kadarius Tony, I mentioned it, but his versatility on offense, I think, will be a tremendous help, especially with the addition of uh, Kenny Galladay outside. I just think that this offense finally has the right weapons around Daniel Jones, and I think that this draft is what's going to take the Giants over the top. Um, I'm not sure there'll be, you know, a couple games over 500, but I, I feel pretty confident in the fact that the Giants will uh, be playing over 500 football and, and uh, get back to their winning ways. 
speaking about 500 football, which team do you think is going to go under 500, Sean? Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I, I just think that Jalen Hurts, he's not a proven commodity yet. Um, this defense still has a lot of question marks, and they're – they're just a team that's really getting old at a lot of positions. Guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham on the defense. Uh, I mentioned the O-lineman before. Lane Johnson is also getting up there in age. So not that it's their play is going to diminish a whole lot, but, I mean, these at some point these guys are going to fall off a little bit. And Devontae Smith, I think, is a great receiver. I, I think he'll definitely help Jalen Hurts a lot. But after that, their, uh, their depth at the receiver spot still isn't great. Uh, they have two good tight ends and a good running back, but I just – I think the receiving core is going to hurt them. And I think that this uh, this defense still might be one of the worst uh, in the NFL, especially since they didn't make any moves in the secondary. So I don't think the Eagles will be terrible by any means, uh, but I, I do think that they have the best chance to be a team under 500 this year. All right, Jace, hit them up. I'm going to go with the nameless Washington football team. Uh, I, I do think – uh, we talked about it earlier. They need a quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't going to be like that guy. And I, I mean, their defense is solid, but look at the Giants. Giants had one of the best defenses last season, and they were still under 500. You still need that a, a suitable offense, and I just don't think they have enough weapons. The Washington Football Team does on offense. I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna be biased too. I'm gonna predict that the New York Giants are the only team. That's going to finish above 500. Ooh. I know. I know. And no, I'm not saying they're nine and seven. I still got a gut feeling that they can hit double digits, but that all depends on Danny Dimes. I think it falls on him. Um, so depending on what he does, will reflect the rest. And, and it goes in all four teams. Let's check this out. If you notice, all four offenses were weak. All right. They had their defense longer on the field than the offense itself, and that's throughout the season. So the record speaks for itself. That's why they were what how they were. So, but talking about that, which team won the NFC East draft? Let's put it that way. The draft itself, out of these four teams, who won? Uh, this is where I, this is where my bias is gonna start coming out. New York Giants won. With that trade, not only getting the assets for down the line, but Kadarius Tony, yeah, we missed out on Devontae Smith, but he can do everything that I expect Joe Judge wanted Devontae Smith to do. We wanted him to come in, be play that special teams, be that returner, be that guy in the backfield when needs be, be able to come on jet sweeps, get the ball. I think Darius Tony can do all that for the Giants, be that playmaker. And then defensively, uh, I think they are added the key pieces they needed to with uh, Aziz Ojolari. And I think Ellerson Smith in the fourth round, I think he can develop to be a solid pass rusher as well. And then the depth, that cornerback I love, especially after – all the injuries that the Giants have had in their secondary last year. I, I love that. So I'm going to say the Giants won the NFC East draft. Okay. Sean? Yeah, the Giants are definitely right there. That would probably be my pick too. But I, I think Washington football team also had a pretty good draft. Um, like I mentioned, Jermaine Davis, I, I think he's one of the better linebackers in this draft, especially in coverage-wise. So he, he makes a great defense even stronger. And then they got Sam Cosme in the second round. 
Um, that's one question on their offense uh, on top of the quarterback that they need help with is uh, especially their offensive tackles. So I think he was good value in the second round. And then also to get Deami Brown uh, in the third round, there's this draft was just filled with so many good receivers that a guy of that talent was uh, going to end up falling just because there's, it was loaded at receiver. So I think he, he might be a second round type player, but he fell to the third round. Uh, so to grab Curtis Samuel in the offseason to go with the wrong, along with Terry McLaurin and to have Diami Brown as your third receiver, I think will definitely help that offense out a lot. So they got better on defense and a little bit better on offense. So overall, I think it was a success for Washington. Wow. I think we all look at things differently here because I was a firm believer that the Dallas Cowboys actually won this one because they focus more on defense and Micah Parsons is, a, is like I said, I'm a big fan of his talent when, especially when he was playing in college for Penn state and, you know, watching him, especially the local area here, we're, we're in the state of Connecticut. So most of the, the games, uh, for the Big Ten, we'll focus on Penn State here, the Big Ten network and everything. And seeing him play, you know, I was wishing that he'd be a giant, but that that ain't fall in place right there. But it is what it is. Um, but I think because, and you guys addressed it before, like they were focusing on the key areas to improve in their defense. And I think the Dallas Cowboys did it. I think they they nailed it. Now, I'm just saying the draft, I'm not saying that they're gonna perform out there the way they do, but um but speaking about that, who will win the NFC East Rookie of the Year? Um, yeah, no, you can go. Yeah, no, no, you go. No, yeah. you go. Oh, I'll go. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Devonte Smith. I think that unfortunately, I, I yeah, I hate the Eagles, but on, if you look man. at the, if you look at the rest of the receiving core, he's gonna get a lot of targets this year, uh, and I, I think that. He has the ability to go against some some weak weaker secondaries. Obviously, not the Giants, but the e or excuse me, the Cowboys don't have a great secondary. Uh, Washington has a great front seven, but their secondary still has some questions, so they'll play twice a year. And then, uh, if you look at the rest of their schedule, I just think Devontae Smith is going to carve it up, especially him being the number one target. Him and Jalen Hurts having that uh, that connection going back to Alabama days. So I think that Devontae Smith uh, will be the he has a chance to be NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. And uh, I think he's going to run away with, even though NFC East Rookie of the Year isn't a real award, it's a real award here on all four downs. So I, I'm going to give it to Devontae Smith. Oh, the yeah, Eagles do play the Falcons, 49ers, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, all right, in the first four games. So maybe. Falcons secondary is bad. They could, they could tear that up. We'll see. But we're going to talk about the NFC South in a couple of weeks. But um, Jace. I'm going to go the steal of the draft, your boy, Aziz Ojolari. I think he will fit in perfectly with the Giants. Uh, he was, I mean, you could argue that he was the best pass rusher in the draft, being able to get him in the second round, and also fits schematically. A lot of people were talking about getting a DN. No, with, with the Giants scheme and Patrick Graham scheme, you want an outside linebacker to get after the quarterback. So I think him, if you line up him and Leonard Williams on the same side of the defense, Leonard Williams can eat, Williams can eat up some blocks, let him get a one-on-one -on -one situation and get after and eat quarterbacks up. I'm not even just – I'm not I'm going to go as far as to say not just NFC East Rookie of the Year. Aziz Ojolari will win the Defensive Rookie of the Year for the NFL. That's how wow. much of an impact is going like to have. Wow. Okay. That's what's up. 
<laughs> I, you know what? It all depends on how Washington football team plays this. And and, and the reason why I'm going to pick, um, and I'm, I'm throwing a curveball out there, is Shaka Tony. All right, Shaka Tony is another wow. Penn State. Like but if they were to play him regularly on the opposite side of Chase Young, they could be deadly. Just saying. They could be very dangerous. But I know that he has to earn that spot because they have Monte Sweat as the opposite end and as a defensive end. But if they were to get smart, I think if you put him in there, he could, he could have a greater chance. So, um, but defensive ends, man, they, you know, I got it linebackers, but linebackers play a lot of roles, but I'm just a big fan of defensive ends, just chasing down the quarterback, man. But, um, all right. One last question. Who will win the NFC East? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go with my bias here again, but yes, you I are. think it's honestly going to be the Giants here. Yeah, I, yeah, so <laughs> big surprise. But look, I'm gonna yeah. tell you why. Hey, a lot of people are doubting the New York Giants again. They think they're gonna uh, finish rock bottom. They think it's a uh, easy. Um, that we, 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 yeah. You know, they, they doubted us because, look, respectively, if you look at those games and the way they did the draft, I'm pretty much sure that we could at least tweak it a little bit so those close games that we let slip away, I doubt it that that's going to happen again. I agree, yeah. I think they're they're going to come away with close games this year. Uh, their defense, who was great last year, got even better with Adoree Jackson, Aziz Ojolari. Um, and then on offense, they it's on Daniel Jones. He has the weapons this year. Uh, the offensive line is a little bit shaky, but with those weapons, I think if they can create separation right away, uh, the O-line won't have to hold it up for that long. So I think the Giants would be my answer here. Uh, if if I'm going to go with a non-bias who I think will come right behind them, I think it's the Washington football team. Uh, I think their defense is legitimate uh, top five, maybe even top three in the league. And uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's he's up and down. He's a roller coaster ride, but I think he can get you enough wins, especially with the offensive uh, weapons that they added. So I would go Giants and Washington football team would be right there for the NFC East. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Giants as well. I, I think another aspect to bring up is that they're going to have a full offseason with Coach Judge now. You didn't have that last year. So a lot more growth growth development, uh, people feeling a lot more confident coming into the season. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be a big uh, reason. And uh, like Sean did, I'll, I'll say my second team, I hate to do this, but the Cowboys, man. Uh, I think nah. I think that offense is just oh. going to do a, a, enough, get them get the wins. And, I mean, I said Ojalari, but right behind him, I think at defensive rookie of the year is going to be Mika Parsons as well. So I tell you what, a lot of people are picking the Dallas Cowboys to win the division, but I've heard that every single year. That's I heard true. it like Dak is going to do sure. this, Dak is do that. And like I told you before, the Dallas Cowboys with Dak doesn't make a difference. If the guy got hurt while well, they're one and three, and yet you're still trying to king this guy like he's the best quarterback there is. Listen, he hasn't led the Dallas Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Let him know he hasn't run through the playoffs. 
I never said he was the best thing. No, but no, that's what everyone else is saying. I get that. You know, yeah. everybody around is set for no one's talking about the New York Giants. I mean, nobody kept everybody's making fun of him. Like, who is Joe Judge? Who is oh, look at Danny Dimes. He he fell down he, and he couldn't get back up to score that touchdown. All right. But guess what? We're looking pretty damn good. Right? I'm just saying, we play hard all the way to the end, and there is no quitting. There's nobody crying, all right? And, you know, we dealt with a lot of injuries just like everybody else, but we still kept on fighting. And that's why I believe that out of the four teams, the one with a lot of pride, the one that fight the most is the New York Giants, and they'll finish in first place. Yeah, we didn't even mention Saquon. Coming no, back. no, no. But, and we don't need to. I mean, Thank even – even the even the Giants picked up another running back on the in the draft. So, you know, there's a lot of backup into this. And we just gotta trust the system. We gotta trust trust the process, as they kept saying. But you never know, man. You never know what's gonna happen between now and opening day on the in the NFL, you know. But uh as of right now, uh I think that the Dallas Cowboys won the the draft. But as far as the question that we have here, who will win the NFC East with the full roster like we've seen all together? Yeah, my, my money's on the Giants. So, guys, I appreciate you guys joining me here with all four downs. Well, hopefully, Joe Aguirre will be back next week as we our focus and attention will be the NFC North. That's right. You know, Aaron Rodgers' story, a lot of people you know, hating about – how his story covered the NFL draft and everything else and all this gossip and soap opera and everything. But we're going to get down packed to see who, who is the top dog in the NFC North. And this is a guy named, what's his name, Justin Fields? I guess he's in that, in that division now, huh? Yes, yeah, man. that's right. But, hey, stay tuned next week, same time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all four downs. And also – Visit www.clovercrestmedia.com, which you get the latest of all kinds of episodes. Uh, so tune in. And, uh, hey, if you're interested in starting a podcast, just look at that link. Mm, yeah, that way right there. That's right, under the live show. Clovercrestmedia.com. Check it out. And if you're interested, by all means, sign up. And, for more, hey, we'll welcome you to our family. So on behalf of Sean Scanlon, Big Jason, myself, thank you for watching All Four Downs. We'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.